welcome to mini episode 230 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have one spooky story for you today. And this story is from the 29th of October 2022. And the story comes from Echo. These are just a few of the most recent things that have happened to me. I want to preface this by saying that although in these events, and honestly for the most part, I'm not necessarily asking for this stuff to happen, but I am reading and trying things to be able to use them and communicate with the spirit so I'm not surprised that the events unfolded the way that they did. As an author and magical practitioner, I follow don't go out looking for spirits and getting spooked by them. Do the thing and expect that the thing will work and if it doesn't, then it's whatever. But never expect nothing to happen. I live in a two-bedroom apartment with my family, my parents, my brother and my sister. I own a tiny chihuahua and a small ferocious lovebird. Last Saturday I decided that I would have a drink while I played some video games and I ended up spilling my drink and when I cleaned it up I left the empty roll of paper towels on the floor. I have a chair in the centre with a small Arctic Air AC to blow fresh air at me. The roll got stuck on the leg of the chair. I've gone all week with it there. I've had our dog Snoopy in the room, I've had the fan on full blast with my tiny AC on. Even Mango the lovebird has been in here and that roll does not move. After I showered yesterday, I was sitting on my bed drying my hair and I heard a knock on the wall behind me and something started rolling on the floor. I looked down and the damn paper roll was just rolling across the floor and stopped when I looked at it. Me thinking I probably had the hairdryer aimed at it or something decided, hey, I'll prove it. And I aimed the hairdryer at the roll and wouldn't you know it, the sucker does not want to move. I shrugged, grabbed it and into the trash it went. Okay, that was the appetizer, and I hope you're ready for a meal. This next thing happened about three-ish months ago. I like anything and everything supernatural. I have an altar where I do ritualized prayers every day and leave small offerings to the goddesses and spirits which I dedicate myself to. I've always been fascinated with the afterlife, death, spirits, all that good stuff, and since as far back as I can remember, I've always tried to contact the spirits. Well, on this particular day, I was listening to a magical practitioner talk about a practice that you could do to help you get in touch with yourself, your intuition, and to help with visualization. He said an easy trick is to start with a place that you are familiar with, your home. Picture your home in your mind. Try to see every detail you can and when you're confident to try and walk through your home with your eyes closed and try not bumping into things. That after a while of practicing this, not just will you know the layout of your home, but it will help with the visualizing aspect, as well as how your body reacts and the way it signals to you in the most subtle ways, which in turn is supposed to help you be more in tune with your intuition and your gut feeling. So my smart ass was like, hey, I know what to do. I'll try this in the middle of the night. That way there's no noises to confuse and distract me, and there won't be anyone awake that could manipulate the environment in any way, And since it's supposed to help you get in tune with yourself, well, maybe I'll send something you never know. Seems reasonable to me. So I waited. It hit 1am and my dad was the last to go to sleep. I waited until 2am to make sure everyone was asleep. I did a small meditation to try and mentalise how the layout of my home is. I decided to try and make it to the bathroom. Should be easy enough, right? Go through the kitchen, then it's two halls and the door on the left. Easy peasy. I close my eyes and start to walk. I bump into absolutely everything, feeling like a complete dummy when I get to the bathroom. Over here, rubbing my elbows like, dang, I really just did that. 
So I used the bathroom, I closed my eyes, took a deep breath and told myself that I got this. I know all the spots after bumping into everything. I walked down the hall, I turned, I walked down the other hall, entered the kitchen and then boom, I ran straight into the wall of the kitchen instead of entering my room. I rubbed my face and opened my eyes. When I opened my eyes, there was a head right in front of me. No body, just a floating head. Where there would normally be a neck connecting to the body, it was all faded, so it looked like a floating head. It was all white, bright white with no hair at all, and it was right in front of me, so close, that when I opened my eyes and saw it, I felt the breath on my face. And then it said hi, in a low-toned voice, smiled and disappeared. All of this happened so fast. I slightly freaked out, because it was very jump-scary, but I thought it was so cool. I said what the fuck over and over again, followed by never do that again, that was awesome, and I hope I see you again, but jeez man, not on my face, not like this again, what the fuck, and I laugh as I went back to bed, laughing because of how crazy it all seemed. This is an event that took place about six months prior to the event that you just heard. There is such a big gap in between these two events because during said six month hiatus, I really had to think about what I was doing because something left me truly shook. And this is that story. This takes place last year during the summertime. I had just gotten comfortable with where I was at with my knowledge on the occult and on ceremonial magic. I had gotten a book called The Lesser Key of Solomon. This book talks about the Goetic demons that King Solomon had come in contact with. It's not the first time I had read about these demons and what they do, but this book took me more in depth on the how-tos and whens and hows of stuff. It's a book that helps with conjugations of spirits, shows the prayers that should be recited, the seals of the demons, the days and times of when to conjure, etc. I'd finished going through the book, and one specific demon kept popping up and kept getting my attention. It's a duke of the east called Agares. He is depicted as either a small old man or a handsome youthful man. He rides upon a crocodile and has a hawk on his left arm. I decided to look into him a bit more to see what he was about. At this moment, I was in my car in the parking lot. It was about 6.30pm. I'd gotten home from work and I was just looking at this book and googling this demon on my phone. I remembered about an old website I used to visit during my high school times. I'm currently 28 for reference. It was your run-of-the-mill Angel Fire website, but this specific one that I knew of had been taken down multiple times since I was 17, but it always resurfaced under a different domain name. I ended up finding this website after about an hour or so. I was reading into Agares and it was talking about how he is the first duke of hell that reigns of the eastern winds. That this demon teaches languages, causes earthquakes, he chases back those that run away and make those who run stand still. It also said something about when a demon is near that wishes to share its energy, it'll feel like an electric shock going through your body, followed by a heat so intense it feels as if you're burning but feel no pain. By this time, it's getting late and I'm freaking myself out because his name kept popping up before I'd looked into him. I needed to shower and decided that I was too freaked to shower that night, so I would shower right then. I went inside and the bathroom was being occupied by my brother. When he got out, I didn't notice and my sister hopped in. She normally takes an hour or two by the time she gets out, so it was around 10 or 11 when she was finished. And my dad called saying that he needed help because his car needed a jump. I went and helped him and we got home slightly past midnight. And by the time I showered, it was like 1am. 
which was exactly what I was trying to avoid. It's weird, I've always heard people say that when greater forces are at work, the world will try and spin things in those energies' favour, or prevent you from them. I hopped into the shower and everything was hunky-dory, up until I needed to shampoo my hair. As I was shampooing, I started hearing light knocks on the door. I know it's not anyone because everyone is asleep, so I tried not to pay attention to it. After two or three times, it stopped. But then the water started going freezing cold to burning hot repeatedly. At this point, I was starting to panic a bit, but trying to remain calm, I tried to wash off the shampoo because at this point, all I wanted to do was get out as soon as possible. But as luck would have it, that just wasn't in the cards because as soon as I close my eyes to wash off my hair, I feel this intense pressure on my head and the sound of everything got dim. It was like I was being dunked in the deepest depths of the ocean in a second and the pressure was squeezing my head and at the same time this is happening, all I can see when I close my eyes is the word Beelzebub and that was all I could see in this scribbly font. The sensation of all of this was so intense that I could not close my eyes. I refused to close them and resorted to washing my hair with my eyes open, having them burned by the shampoo, but even that felt better than the sensation that would come over me when I closed my eyes. After I washed off my shampoo, the curtains started to flap wildly, like as if someone was grabbing at the centre and shaking them back and forth. The fear at this point was so intense that my mind was going blank in the panic. I decided to grab the curtain and peek out after a few minutes of being frozen in fear, and the second I grabbed the curtain I felt a shock going through my arm and into my body. It kind of felt like when your leg falls asleep, that prickly, shocky feeling. I felt a streak go through my arm and into my body. I froze for a few seconds before getting the courage once more to open up the curtain. When I did, there was nothing in the bathroom that I could see but the atmosphere was definitely different. So much more heavy and looming. The thing that really fucked at me though was that when I opened the curtain and peeked out, there was a very slight delay in my reflection. I know for a fact I saw it. I know I did. And again, in the fear of it all, I stayed staring at my own reflection. I must have been looking at myself for a solid four-ish minutes trying to catch my reflection slipping. When I realised something, I was holding the curtain back so I could peek out. My reflection wasn't. The moment I noticed this, I jumped back and did the only thing I could think of. I had my back to the wall, I wasn't moving and I started praying. I was asking Jesus to save me, I was apologising. My mom is heavily religious and because of her, my brother and I were made to memorise our prayers, but we know them in Spanish, being Mexican. As I was apologising, I want you to keep in mind that the curtains are still going crazy in front of me, the water is still changing temperatures back and forth, and the whole time there was a foreboding, overwhelming, malevolent energy that had me convinced there was a man standing on the other side of the curtain, just waiting for me to make the wrong move. At this point, I was praying in Spanish, saying the My Holy Father and the St. Mary Prayer over and over, repeating them maybe three or four times, and my mind, it goes blank. I can't for the life of me remember the prayers anymore. I tried to calm down and I tried to say them slowly, but I can't get more than two words out. Now there's a banging on the door too. I was in a frenzy. At this point, I was so confused, scared, lost. I was accepting my fate and decided that I was going to go grab my phone. I poked my hand out and grabbed it. Thank goodness for it being waterproof. And as I was trying to Google the prayers, I can't for the life of me remember the name or how to find it. Just as I was losing hope, a name pops into my head. Michael. 
and I remember how he's supposed to have been the one that cast Lucifer down from the heavens, one of the strongest angels. So I did just that. I googled a prayer to Michael. I can't remember what popped up, but I remember reading his prayer over and over. And in less than a few moments, the curtain stopped shaking so violently, the water pressure went down, it stopped changing temperatures and it stayed at a nice and warm setting. And that over-looming dread that was there is now suddenly just gone. It literally felt normal. I was so confused I instantly left and in the shock of it all, I instantly passed out. The next day in the morning in the bathroom at work getting ready to go on the break just thinking of everything that happened, I opened up Google and noticed that the page I clearly remembered closing, the Angel Fire page, was open and on the spot that said about how when a demon would try to share its energies it felt like electricity and I remembered how I had that prickly surge through me and wondered if that might have been it. I kept reading as it said something along the lines of Powerful entities will feel intimidating regardless of what their intentions are. They are powerful demons after all. And then something clicked in my head. An idea came floating by and for whatever reason out loud I said, Wait a second, are you shitting me? Are you really telling me that the intense fear of last night was nothing bad, but just the demon showing himself? And then the lights flickered in the bathroom. I took it as a yes and left to my car for break, where my book was open to the demon Agaris's page. I took that as my confirmation of everything that had happened. The same day after work I got home and questioned everyone about the night before but no one had heard anything apparently. They were fast asleep and heard none of the commotion which doesn't surprise me. All in all it gave me enough of a scare that I took a break from everything not just because it was a lot to unpack and think about but because it resembled too close to a haunting that I went through in high school. A haunting that until this day I'm afraid to even think about because of the fear that it might bring the entities that tortured me and indirectly my family for over two years right back. And the woman that cleansed and was finally able to get rid of them for me has since passed away. Every two years or so I like to get a Reiki cleansing and rebalancing. I had decided that instead of going to the person I normally go to that I would try it out at the witchcraft store I go to since they had hired a Reiki practitioner and it was closer. Long story short, during the cleansing I was laid down in a meditative state. About 10 or so minutes before it ended, usually about 45 minutes to 1 hour sessions, I started to hear growling. It was right in my ear and was so pronounced that it snapped me out of the meditation. When this happened I realised that I felt a pressure on my head. After a second I realised that something was playing and tugging on my ponytail. I usually have a bun and it had pulled and undone so it was just a ponytail and it would tug on it and be moving it left and right in a wiggle motion. After the session was done, I was so confused I even asked the Reiki practitioner if she was hungry. She looked at me all weird and I apologised and said that I kept hearing growling, and it was so close to my ear and so loud I thought maybe it was her stomach gurgling, to which she replied, no. She had had lunch about an hour before, and that she apparently didn't feel anything wrong with me, a few blocks but nothing crazy. As for the hair, she said she had her eyes closed a lot so she didn't realise anything and thought at some point I undid my bun to be more comfortable. I never got a response to what happened, but to top it off, the day prior and the day after I did a meditation at around 2am and I 100% heard a dog on the other side of my curtain that separates me from the kitchen. I heard the same growling and a very weird sensation in the air, along with the bottom of the curtain moving as if he was pushing his nose into it. I thought it was our chihuahua since he will randomly wake at night to use the bathroom and will do a lap around the apartment before going back to bed. I got up to open the curtain and lo and behold nothing. 
It didn't occur ever again, and until this day, I'm baffled as to what it could be. You know what, Echo, I'm just going to say, me and you are living very different lives, you know? We're we're living very different lives in this paranormal world, because I, I'm, I am not okay with this story i think it's the universal fear of washing your hair in the shower and having to close your eyes and being utterly convinced that somebody is in the room with you and that when you open your eyes it's going to be like full of demons and monsters and scary things every scary thing that you've ever seen in a horror film is suddenly going to be in the room and you know what echo you've just confirmed that you've just confirmed that that is the case when you shampoo your hair that's when you're vulnerable that's when they're going to get you here's the thing right i know nothing about occult practices I know nothing about ritualistic prayer, anything like that. So it's not my place to comment on how you explore that. But there is one thing I will say, which is that I'm glad for your sake and for the sake of your mental health, that when you feel like it's getting too much, you you know to step away and take a break. Because I think that's the important thing is to know, hang on, this isn't good for me at the moment. This isn't making me feel good. I need to step away. I need to have a break from all of this because it's frightening me. And that is the best thing to do. Even though I know at the beginning you said, you know, don't quite look for spirits. Like, don't expect nothing to happen. That's exactly the right sentiment to have. Don't expect that nothing's going to happen. However, know when it's time for you to step away and take a break and just not be terrified all the time. I say that as well as somebody whose knowledge of demons is really, really tainted by watching Hereditary. So I'm just kind of assuming that everyone's naked all the time. That's obviously a joke. Whatever you're practicing, whatever makes you happy, that's on you. You know, I, that that was just a joke. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Echo for sending in your story. Remember, the last story came from the 29th of October, 2022. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for extra content, you can sign up to Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. 